Okay, good morning, everyone. Very, very warm welcome to today's pre-market trade plan live session, which is your opportunity to do, do the planning part of trading these financial markets. Be prepared for today's trading opportunities as best you can. Um, and uh, and then our focus then becomes about how do we execute our trade plan in a very um, real and, and dynamic way. So uh, let's get straight into it then. Good morning, everyone. Good to have you with us. Hope you all had a good weekend. Um, and um, yeah, let's see what this week's uh, what this week gives us. So some very interesting developments uh, over the weekend. There was lots of fears and concerns and anxieties about this systemic risk. Um, it's quite nuanced and, and it's quite sort of um, you know it's something that we could probably discuss for about an hour, but. Um, trying to reduce it down and please take a brief moment to familiarize yourself with our risk warning uh, currently up on screen in a, a rate hiking cycle that we're currently experience um the cost of debt is uh is increasing and it can become a bit onerous for some entities um and we've had some issues in the banking sector uh not not the the headline banks in the u.s but some of the um, some of the lesser well-known banks, um, for example, Silicon Valley Bank, and, and there's been a few others as well. Uh, some involved in the cryptocurrency space, you know, that have all kind of gone bust. So there was this real deep concern about this delinquencies, and we said we've been saying for a while now, keep an eye on delinquencies. When they start to roll, things start to change, and we had um, HSBC step in. Uh, to, um, I suppose, take over the, the, the UK side of, of SVB. Um, so deposits and, and things that are saved on, on, in that capacity. And there's just been this desire to find a solution to this current turmoil. And they seem to have done a pretty good job in stemming the flow. Um, let's get in and look at the charts. There's a couple of really important signals to suggest that, um, you know, that there could be an environment for change pretty soon. and. Of course, we never know the full extent of what's lurking beneath, but um, do keep an eye out for a series of, of further del delinquencies and, and uh, um, uh, entities going going bankrupt uh, over the coming months. As we sort of, as the Fed continue to raise rates, they will be continuing to raise rates to try and get down inflation. Um, so yeah, it's very nuanced and, and there's various aspects trying to take over from these markets. Uh, so um, just as a quick introduction then before we get into it then, uh, what markets um, all traders need to consider of course, you know, which markets do we, do we look to trade? Where do we enter these markets? Where do we look to exit? How do we, how do we manage risk? What decisions do we take regarding trade size when we manage and trade markets? And, and how do we manage each trade to a successful outcome? Uh, and of course, trade and psychology as well. Um, and all these considerations we discuss every day in our live trade rooms, and we're strong advocates of being consistent in our approach, accurate with the levels we use, disciplined with our capital, and of course, be patient as well. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Good to have you with us. Hope you had a good weekend. So let's um, let's get to grips with these um, with these markets as things currently stand. I suppose technically, first thing to just be mindful of: we've had a daylight shift uh, in North America, so um, a lot of these news events in the U.S. now 
Um, a lot of these um, events in the US are an hour early than what they would be normally just because of this time shift. So, um, so what do we have today? We have uh, very little of any concern, but all eyes are very much focusing on tomorrow's CPI numbers. So nothing has really changed in many aspects. We were anticipating quite a hawkish Fed last week, and that's what we got. We were anticipating a really strong jobs market all in all, and that's pretty much what we got. Um, and then we've got this systemic sort of failure across the certain certain banks and entities uh, as a result of higher rates. Um, so the fact that there was, um, you know, governments are working hard to kind of provide backstops to try and stem the flow so that this doesn't become a systemic um, issue and concern. You know, we've had some real market responses to that. Uh, the first one, being the, the two-year treasury. So now we have the two-year actually below the, the current um, uh, the current interest rate, which is 4.75. Now, this seems to be a, a pretty drastic over overreaction it, it, to, to something that, um, you know, is not supposed to be that systemic. So this is where we would just question, is there a little bit more going on than, than we probably know about at this point? And of course, in all of these situations, um, everything obviously is okay until it's very much not okay. Uh, that seems to be how these sort of crashes can unfold. Look at a 10 year as well. Over a 10 year period, we, we've got yields back at 3.68. So that's a huge drop from the highs. And even from last Thursday, that's a very significant corrective move. Now, for us, nothing really has changed to any great extent. Inflation is still very sticky. Um, we're going to get inflation numbers tomorrow. Um, again, just last week we had a Fed, you know, that was really quite hawkish and was likely to be quite data dependent. Um, and all of that would put pressure. We were probably likely to see um, an uptick in, in treasury yields. And yet we've seen a, a pretty significant collapse and a very, very impressive collapse as well. It's worth taking note of that. And is really the fact that these markets are kind of telling us if we look at the two-year treasury note um, they're basically telling us that um right it could be time now for for the fed to basically stop raising rates and we were saying we need something significant to change now we're stuck between two rocks now because firstly we anticipate rates to continue higher and we we expect uh inflation to be quite sticky we have we expect um, job numbers to be um, very resilient uh, and the jobs market to be very resilient in the US. And all of these things are very much the case. So nothing significant has changed apart from the bottom has fallen out of uh, a number of different entities as a result of raising rates. So if you can imagine, if you're a company that took out a loan based on a valuation, which is now you know, 60, 70, 80% less, that's a very um, that that's a very difficult place to be. Um, can you refinance? Probably not, because your valuation is is way low. It's like like the housing crash. You know, if you've got a mortgage of let's say you got a million pound mortgage, although let's say the valuation is a million pound and you've got a 
you know, 600 grand mortgage in that house, but now the house is worth, you know, 400,000. So you've seen a 60, 60% drop. Can you sell it? Not really, unless you want to take a, a massive hit. Um, will the, you know, if you've got a mortgage, you know, you loan a bank 200 grand. So there's no, you know, you're kind of stuck. And if you can't pay the repayments for 600 grand on, on an asset that's worth 400 grand, you know, all of a sudden with bills and cost of living and inflation and higher debt and everything of that nature, you can't refinance, you won't get the refinancing terms. So you, you're kind of boxed in. And the problem we've got is that, um, is this the beginning of a series of um, delinquencies that we're likely to see feed through? Yeah, the jump. The, the government are very quick to jump in now at this stage. Um, to, to you know, to to come to the aid of, you know, a select, beneficial couple of little areas. Uh, like I said, we had that HSBC deal <clears throat> um, for Silicon Valley Silicon Valley Bank. You know, they only purchased it for one pound. So terms and conditions like that um, is. Uh, is really kind of unbelievable and uh we would just be concerned that this could be the beginning of a, a series of um delinquencies feeding through the system and if that's the case you would expect the fed to abruptly you know perhaps slow down the rate of of rate hikes and uh and react to the, the systemic side of things but however, if that ignores the inflation side of things, we could see inflation returning higher. So big, big risks in play for these markets. And um, it was really surprising to see such a positive reaction to quite a, um, a dire situation. So, I mean, we should never be ultimately too surprised with these markets, to be, to be fair. But um, that's kind of where we find ourselves. So these markets are giving us some interesting, uh, interesting developments. We're in a, a number of these trades so far. So we were pretty bearish on Friday going into the weekend. We, we were very comfortable and willing to hold on to these trades. Now we've got our stop losses placed across the board. So, you know, there's no need for us to, to panic to any great extent. Um, but we've got, um, we, we, we haven't had you know a favorable response so far um but we're still in the trades that we're currently in so we're still in the the s p uh, the nasdaq we've got our entry much much higher so we're in a decent amount of profit there and then on the dollar side we're in the the aussie dollar which has really had a strong pullback and we're pulling back into these lows previous lows so this is kind of what you would expect from a market however the reasons for the dollar to weaken um, for us uh, are not great. And we've had a bit of a bounce as well, a bit of a pullback in the New Zealand dollar. So really the case for us is, unfortunately, it, it, it still remains the same for now. <clears throat> and we will be watching these uh, these uh, bond yields to see, you know, are, are these bond markets now giving uh, a significant enough data for the alarm bells to be ringing for central banks to to start easing again um you know that would that would create a bit of a problem for bond yields and we'd see them continue to pull lower 
We don't think that central banks can actually do that at this stage. So um, our bias for now uh, is still technically to the downside and uh, we're, we're relatively comfortable still trying to stay in these trades if we possibly can. So over the, the near term, over the next, you know, we've got inflation numbers this week. We've got uh, the FOMC next Wednesday. Over the next week and a half, we can only really see these markets to the downside. The question is, are we going to see ultra volatility prior to that event um, and excessive buying prior to that event? Um, if that happens, like, like we're seeing these gaps overnight. Now, we wouldn't have expected that under under these circumstances for that to be the case. The euro dollar pushing higher. So we've got a, um, a really weak dollar across the board, all gapping to the upside. Um, and the yen gapping lower as well. Just a quick word on the yen. A little bit of, it's, it's not here nor there really. So a really disrupted market. Um, it would be important for us to just be patient, just see where, where these markets unfold at this stage. Um, it, it does look like there is a bit of a transition um, occurring. Now, we've got CPI tomorrow, just to go back to this news event for this um, <clears throat> for these inflation numbers. On Tuesday, we've got CPI, a very important event. We're expecting uh, a, you know, a fairly small improvement on CPI, considering rates have, have hiked so much from zero to uh, 4.75. Um, you know, it, it would still be regarded as being quite sticky. The month on month looks like there's a quite a, an improvement there. And um, the core CPI month on month number is look like it's going to come in in line with expectations and the previous numbers as well. So we're not seeing a massive improvement anywhere. And all the, the disinflation that the, um, the Fed were talking about last month, you know, you scratch your head and you're really looking and saying, what disinflation are they talking about? Um, surely they're not talking about 10 or 20 basis point improvement. You know, we need to see uh, 100 um, basis point moves in terms of seeing meaningful change to go from 6% down to, well, target 2%. We're still three times above the target. Um, so we're not even close to addressing inflation. And the problem is if the Fed take off the, take off the pedal off too quickly, you know, we could see a resurgence of, of inflation and that would be um, that wouldn't be a good a good position for anybody. So in addition to that, on Wednesday, we've got PPI numbers. Um, there's quite a lot on Wednesday. We have manufacturing retail sales numbers. So do we have high prices slowing growth? That's going to be a question for Wednesday. Um, we get retail sales, which looks like they're going to come in much less than expected. We had a nice little bounce last time around. Um, we're going to hear from the ECB on Thursday. So an important trading week. And then we've got consumer sentiment to finish the week off. You know, is that improving or is it getting worse? And it looks like there's the potential for it to, to start getting a little bit worse. And, and the thing is, there's a, an anxiety attached to, um, to seeing delinquencies uh, feed through. So um, we're expecting 67. So I suppose on the previous number of months, we're looking at sort of slightly positive conditions. So um, 
this very nuanced market condition is very likely to continue and what we're going to do is just navigate um so what we've seen across the bond markets do suggest you know if we look at the two year we think it's a pretty drastic overreaction but it is something for us to take note of um is the, the massive you know drop from 5.06 uh, down to 4.45 so now we've got a situation where interest rates are actually above uh, the two-year treasury note so this just implies in two years time there's uh you know we're still at elevated levels don't forget you know we're still looking for um uh inflation to be back at kind of two percent so there's still a bit of work to be done um but now for the first time um central bank rates are actually above uh two-year treasury numbers and the inversion now has has collapsed quite considerably as well as the other sort of aspect to just focus on is a 10-year so um we were well over a hundred basis point differential last week between um two-year and a 10-year in the US and that would that would imply more further downside across the equity markets now there's a I suppose a significant narrowing let's say um so we've gone from kind of 105 we're now down to uh 30 okay let's say 80 basis points differential so we've seen a 20 25% um, reduction in the the inversion between two and 10 year. So these are very nuanced markets. And um, it, it was really, we should never be too surprised, I don't think. But I mean, there was such a positive response. It's kind of hard for that to make sense in terms of right, you know, the Fed are going to pack up, they're not going to worry about inflation anymore. They're going to let's start let's start buying uh, as much as we it doesn't feel like that that's the correct uh, response and yet we did see a significant amount of um, uh, bullish price action uh, again we don't anticipate that to uh, to you know last the week we do expect these markets to continue to roll over to the downside especially if inflation comes in still sticky which we anticipate it to do uh, a very significant bounce over the weekend in Bitcoin uh, by the way it's just the fact that the US government kind of stepped in, found a buyer for us, um, SVB. So um, there is uh, a little bit of risk on today. Now, as a result of back off the back of Thursday and Friday's selling fact last week was a strong week to the downside for many of these markets. And we're going to try and stay in these markets because we do anticipate over the short term that these prices are more likely to be lower. So US oil is finding a bit of a bid. Um, these markets have a have a, a bit to work on. If we get a pullback into these uh, daily um, moving averages, you know, we'd probably be looking for the rollover back to the downside. Gold, you see, when we look at this, you know, is, is this um, is this a significant change now? Um, we do sort of question. So at times of, you know, concern and um, trepidation, uh, gold can be a, a flight to safety risk. Plus, it must be said there's a structural failure trade on Friday now uh, to the upside, and now we've gapped higher. And but today so far we're kind of rolling back over. So 
Um, we've got a little bit more work to do in these markets in terms of um, uh, direction and um, being able to get trades off. All of these markets are kind of pulling back off the lows. So we would wait for the, the reversal trade, you know, to the downside or to the upside, for example, in dollar CAD. So this is pulling back into support. If we find a bit of um, uh, an opportunity to start getting into these trades again, we'll take it. Uh, Swiss franc has had a sizable move. We gapped lower. Um, it does seem like it's a, perhaps a little bit of an overreaction because, you know, all the reasons for these markets to, for the dollar to be strengthening and the indices to be weak are, are still very much in play. Those haven't changed to any great extent. Um, so a little bit more um, consideration with these gaps to try and consider. Um, so I think our, our trade plan and apologies for um, so going on a little bit this morning, just purely because you know these the nuances are still to be uh, to be borne out in these markets, and uh, we're at a tentative stage. Initial market reaction is positive. Do we think there's really grounds for that positive market condition to prevail? We would, from a probability perspective at this point, probably say no. Um, so that market summary, um, further risk off market condition expected um, eventually. Still looking for US indice weakness. Right, let's remove gold because we've gapped to the other side and now above important moving average. Um, so now we've gone from uh, job numbers and wage numbers. Sorry, bear with me there one second, guys. With further risk off um, market moves expected, uh, please note that we have important US inflation numbers with further risk off market moves. Uh, um, so we've got, we've got CPI and PPI uh, expected. So look, I'll post this into the chat box and um, We'll, uh, we'll discuss it in a lot more detail in our live trade room, guys. And look, thanks very much for joining us as always. Just posted it there. Um, so let's wrap it up for now. We'll, we'll move over to our live trade room and we'll discuss all this in a lot more detail. So any questions, feel free to post them and we'll answer them before we close off the broadcast. On that note, guys, thanks so much for joining us. We do trading markets live every day from 8 a.m. for the European trading session. And then again, we're back at lunchtime at 12.45 p.m. And these are all UK times, by the way, um, and we'll be uh, for the US trading session. So a very important day today, perhaps more so building up to tomorrow's news. And uh, we'll see how we get on with that and see what opportunities we can, can exploit, of course. Um, for more information, just go to livetrading.com and feel free to contact us through the website as well if you do have any further questions about trading these markets. On that note, guys, thanks so much for joining us. Do take care. Um, we'll speak to you soon. Bye for now. Take care. Bye-bye.